Hi, I'm Andrew Priestley, and I'm reading from my book, Manage and Multiply Your Money, and I'm on page 35, if you're following along, and I'm going to read a chapter called Back to the Future again. The future is a lot more predictable than you think, flying cars, self-lacing trainers, and hoverboards aside. Most governments have something like the National Bureau of Statistics that identifies both short and long-range trends, and they carefully analyse these trends to plan ahead. There's a phenomena called the baby boomers, the generation that was born between the years 1946 and 1964. Now, after the Second World War in 1945, there was a massive spike in the population unlike anything seen before. Imagine a python swallowed a pig whole. You could see this huge bump as the pig slowly passes through the digestive tract of the python. Well, that's how economist David Cork imagined the baby boomer phenomena. The pig is the baby boomers and the python is like a timeline. Cork's book, The Pig and the Python explores the economic trends associated with baby boomers as they age and move through time. He suggests that the most profitable trends have always been associated with whatever the current age of the boomers. So when the boomers were infants, baby wear boomed. When the boomers went to school, education boomed. When the boomers became teenagers, teen fashions and music boomed. As adults, the booms needed houses and food, so housing and supermarkets blossomed. And therefore, any stocks and shares associated with those trends also boomed. Now, the first of the boomers started to turn 70 in 2016. The big money-making trends will include things such like as aged care, medtech, biotech, nutrition, tourism, retirement communities and finance, to name some of the big industries that will grow. Governments are looking very closely at these trends. As more boomers exit the workforce, there'll be less taxpayers and that places a massive financial drain on most governments. That's why they're extending the retirement age, reducing welfare, eliminating pensions and age benefits and introducing new laws and tax incentives in the workplace as well as encouraging self-funded pension schemes. The question of any age is, do I have enough money? More so if you're thinking ahead to retiring. In Lee Eisenberg's book, The Number, he asks, what do you need to financially live on for the rest of your life? And what's it going to cost you to retire? This book is not for the faint-hearted. If you think that one day you'll retire with a pension and you have enough to live on, think again. Most likely, you'll need to self-fund your retirement and lifestyle because most Western governments are going to phase out pensions and state benefits. Even the key message of a much softer guide to planning for the future, Planning for Retirement by Patrick Grant, can be summed up by saying the sooner you start saving money in a pension scheme, the more money you'll have when you retire. In other words, start now. The good news is, even a little consistently saved and invested now will grow into a significant lump sum later. So start sooner. Now, the National Bureau of Statistics can suggest how your life will run from the cradle to the grave because they have the research data and they analyse the trends in order to plan for the future needs of the population. A great example of forward planning is the vast amount of money that London is currently spending on developing the new inner-city crossrail links and national high-speed train networks in anticipation of growing needs 25 years from now. Now, the underground is under upgrading a 50-year-old signalling system to meet those demands 50 years from now. 
However, governments now want you to do your bit in planning for your financial future, and they want you to start right now. In fact, you may not have a choice. So what I'm going to cover in the next episode is cradle to grave. I'm going to show how your life just pans out money-wise. Thank you.